This is From Paint to Purpose, a podcast by FCP Services, where we believe people drive growth. Exploring topics related to company culture, leadership, and construction industry insights. Now your host. High-performing teams, high-performance cultures, which is optimal or which is better, do you think? Is it better to have diversity of thought and style and um, personality and or is it better to try to hire more like-minded individuals? You said John has a type. Like, is that mm-hmm. is that a better way to build a um, high-performing team? That's uh, a great question, and I think there is no answer. Uh, I think it's oh, I, it, we're it, going there. Aren't we? <laughs> it, it depends. For example, it depends on the team. If you if you're building a high-performance sales team, and then the sales team has to sell a certain way. You're generally going to hire a certain type of profile. They're going to they're going to end up kind of in a general area on a style perspective, right? What you're really looking for is, is maturity and the experience and all of that too. Um, you, you're not going to be really driven to a lot of diversity there because you need high performers, and they the high performers generally fall into a certain sort of style. So, on the other hand, if you're looking at a broad, diverse team that does a lot of different things, maybe even like a leadership team across a large organization, you probably do want some diversity in style uh, around that to bring way different perspectives and thought processes to the table when you're problem solving bigger issues organization wide. You can definitely add to it though, John. That's my, my first thought. Yeah. I, I think that you can get so Jim will say to me, and I do, and it's true. I do have a, I do, <laughs> you have, do have a, a type. I have a type. I have a certain, there are certain motivators, drivers, mm-hmm. and personality pieces that are, that show up in almost every candidate that I bring forward. And I don't match it just to let you know. <laughs> I'm not even close. Yeah. I wouldn't hire him on my team and he wouldn't want to work for me directly. There's that wouldn't That's work. That's what's so interesting about this. But, but I do have that. However, within that, there is a diversity that comes with that, both in experience mm-hmm. and in the things that uh, are, are valued for whatever we're looking to build around for that team. So I value the diversity of thought. I value people who bring skill sets that I don't have, nor will I ever have. That's come with maturity, though, from a leadership perspective. Jim pointed out that, that when you're building a leadership team, especially one that's got to be deep and wide, as a leader, you have to have enough self-awareness of the things that you either aren't good at or don't want to do. The The beauty of being a leader sometimes is that you don't have to do the work you really don't want to do. You you, you build people around that do that, that are going to do it. And it doesn't become, I don't want to do it, I'm dumping it to somebody. It's, again, goes to the passion and motivation. If they are passionate, and I and by the way, I am, I am detailed, I love data. I'm detail driven to a point, but I don't want to go get it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, don't put me in front of a computer with a spreadsheet all day. You're not going to want to talk to me. It's just, I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. And I've been doing this a long time where I don't, I'm better at taking the patterns and looking at big things, condensing them down and making them simplified and, and building that out. However, because I love the data, I had better have teams around, uh, people around me on my team that love that. And when you find it, this is the cool part about this. When you find those people, you're like, what in the world? why are you weird? Like, that's just (laughs) weird. I don't understand that. And they get so fired up about it. I have a person on my team right now. He loves the administrative work. Like that just gets him excited. And I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, but I love it because he gets excited. I can go to him and go, I really need this data interpreted. And can you make it all nice and pretty and do it? 
And he just, yeah. And he just goes. And I'm like, man, he just saved me like a half a day of frustration because mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. cranks on it. So I do think it matters. Uh, and I think where, where it can go wrong for ma- leaders in particular is if they don't know themselves very well and they're not willing to admit who they are and what, who they're not, um, where their strengths are, where, where their weaknesses are, because then they are going to default to hiring people just like them. And when mm-hmm. you do that, it may feel good. And, and well, yeah, we get each other. Sure you do. And then we're, on a, we're, we're sitting around a circular table now, and guess what happens? They just jog around the circle. Because they don't ever, you know, especially if they are non-decisive leaders, oh. you, then you now have a bunch of people who really don't want to make the decision. So they have great conversations. And you go, how was that meeting? Oh, we had a fantastic conversation. <laughs> well, what's coming out of it? Well, what do you mean? No decisions are made, right? And so, and then if that's a leadership team, all of their people are like, nothing ever happens around here. And that's a, a direct result of building a team that just that not only looks like me like we're we're in this and and we should be by the way we should have diversity of gender and race all and experience and where people come from culturally that is it's amazing when you can do that the difference is though you can have all of that diversity and still have the same mindset right and now you are just in a in a quagmire because you're never going to move it forward because you're like well yeah we agree on everything healthy conflict is important and the only way you get healthy conflict is if you have a leader who's willing to hear it and observe what the strengths of other people are and the tti and the assessment does that for you if you pay attention to it well and having a different uh style on the team will bring different viewpoints that will challenge the status quo and challenge the viewpoints of the the group think for lack of a better term. And because the different motivators are looking at things completely different. Like that's not even important. What's important is this. Have we thought about that? And the other, the polar opposite motivator will go, why would I think of that? (laughs) Why on earth would I ever think of that? So bringing it together, and I've got bags of stories that could highlight this stuff. But yes, bringing it together and understanding the mindset that you have to have on that team to be able to capitalize on the diversity that the TTI shows and the strengths behind it is, is the key. Um, and you know, one of the thing of the, one of the other things I wanted to mention that was, you, you mentioned early on that this does slow you down and I get mm. a lot of pushback on that. I get a ton of pushback on Jim. Why would I ever want to slow the process down by adding another step, especially a step as deep and complex as this one? Not only that, but then I got to have you on board to help interpret this stuff. There's so many, I mean, I'm, I'm like the anomaly out there. Most assessment companies say you don't want, you know, just sell the assessment, just get it out there. We, our report is so good that you don't need to interpret it. It's mm-hmm. all right there. And I'm like, the TTI is a 75 page report. There's a ton of data in it, right? And it's a good report, but it doesn't have the conversation. It doesn't have, I mean, I can show you the report to your blue in the face. You go, yep, 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 that's me. Yep, that's true. And you gloss over it. You don't understand the implications. You need, you need somebody that can see the patterns of all of the... My wife read mine. And to John's point, why I wouldn't last on his team. My wife read mine, and, and she, she I remember asking her, how do you, what do you think? And she, she started laughing. She goes, oh, my gosh, that is so you. I mean, that is just you. And, I, and she thought we were done. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What's the biggest complaint you have about me? 
And I knew what it was because we'd already been married 20 years. And she said, well, you don't step up. You don't take charge. You don't lead the family. You don't. And I'm like, yeah. And here's three things. Dink, 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 and dink. You know, that scream. Do not put this guy in charge. And she's like, I just read your whole report. It doesn't say that. I'm like, no, it doesn't say that. But the pattern is literally, the implications of that pattern is totally screams that message. She's like, oh, for 20 years I've been pushing to be in charge. I'm like, yeah. So we had to have a whole different conversation that never would have happened had the interpretation of the implications of my style not come out. And the report is the language of any of these reports is not going to do that. It just doesn't. They, they play, the language plays it safe and just says, here's what it is. Mm. Here's what this is. Here's what that is. Here's what this is. And those are all true. They're, you read it and you go, that's 95% spot on. Everybody does. But nobody understands the implications. You've got to dig into the implications. And, and for many, the deeper the report, the more complex the report or the, the assessment, the more you're going to want someone with a ton of expertise to help interpret the implications so that you can do the decisions, you can help the leaders make better decisions, and you actually can use it in the way that it's meant to be used. Well, was, and yeah. Sorry, what, one piece on that. The, so the other thing that does matter is that the report and Jim's analysis is not on the front end. It's not a hire, don't hire. No. Never use it that way. Ever, no. Ever, no. ever, ever, ever. But it also does not say like in his case he'll say yeah my his report says screams don't put this person in charge what he doesn't tell you on that is that he's learned to do that both in his personal life and professionally when he has to step up and lead right that's the same implication when it comes to hiring people in the organization or promoting people just because a report says man you shouldn't put this person in charge doesn't mean that they can't do that when they exactly And the report and Jim's analysis of it and his coaching through it allows somebody to go, yeah, you're right. Then I'm not going to try to be the leader that I look around and say, well, that guy leads. I'm going to do what he does. Right. Well, if your style doesn't do that, you're going to be a miserable leader because that's not who you are. It helps you to go, all right, well, then how do I adapt when I need to to lead in the way I'm supposed to in those moments? And so I think that's an important piece too, because a, a lot of because a lot of managers will even you know the hire, hiring piece yes, but even when you're taking like I've taken over many teams, and so when I and here at FCP I've done that, and every time I'm like oh we better do these reports, I better look mm-hmm. at them, get the comparison going, let's talk about it, because I've learned that if I don't do that, I might be pushing buttons that I think are the right buttons to push, and they go completely sideways with that person, but I also then can look at it and say all right. I need this person to step into this role. Is it going to work? And in the situations I need it to work, can we make sure that that's happening? And so I think it does. That part of it to me is is so critical. And to Jim's point earlier, a lot of us in leadership, and I'm guilty of this as well, just as much as anybody, and I think I've learned a long ways, a long time, but it's still rears its head is this is this idea of time when i when i first actually got in <laughs> on board with story. this so I, the reason i i even did this is we met at a at a networking event in the morning i don't you know i it was one of those things that i just showed up yeah and and don't know why and they ask who you are and what you do and all, and jim tells me what he does and he caught me at a weak moment. Let me let's uh, just say totally. that. And he, and he goes, we should really sit down and do this. And I'm, and I'm thinking, all right, well, that's fine. 
I took the assessment and then he and then he goes, We got we got to block off three hours. And I well, what? <laughs> <laughs> three hours? I don't have three hours to block off. We used all three hours sitting in a coffee shop and, and I didn't know him from anybody. Like this the the no. time we did it was like the third time we had a, a, actually even engaged in any conversation. He pulls out the report and we walk through it and he goes, How does that land with you? And I went, Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is that's why he says people think he's creepy. He is creepy that way because he will the data. He's so good at interpreting the data that if you are honest with yourself, you go, how does he know that by reading this stuff? Yep, that's how it shows up. And he'll ask that question: How do you think it shows? How's it land? And how do you think it shows up? Or when does it show up? And you go, well, that's it right there. And, and I'm looking for it's, stories it, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it is crazy accurate, but it's the it's the interpretation of that. And so, yes, the one pushback that, that I know Jim gets, and he, he gets it here still in our organization uh, at times, is, oh, I have spend that much time on this? I promise anybody who gives this a shot, if you actually use it that way and, and take that time, it is invaluable. And you will save so much time down the road by putting the effort in on the front end. Because even in the hiring process, we do the, the benchmark. We, we then go and do an assessment for the position. Then we got our candidates, and we go through the assessment there, and then we do another debrief, and then we've got we run a gap, and and it mm, and yeah. it literally is this entire process that before you even get to the point where you're really recruiting hard on a position, you're you're doing all this front end work, but it matters. It's the same thing we're learning to do with the leadership development piece. It's it's putting that to use so that we are able to spend the time necessary. I know the managers who are doing this really well in our organization have now transformed their one-on-ones each week from a task, check in the mm-hmm. box, what are we doing every day, to a, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. How can I help you grow? Let's work on your on who you want to be so that you can become the best version of yourself today and tomorrow and into the future. So our managers who are doing that are seeing the acceleration within their teams. But it's not just a manager piece. It's the employee wanting to engage with that as well. If they don't want to engage in it and it's not a conversation, it's never going to work. I don't care what the report tells you, right? It's just not going to be healthy. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too because that is the other side of the equation. Is And my wife will sit right here and tell you I'm not the same guy she married, and I do lead. And that's what's so interesting about it because I've learned situationally how to step into when I do have to to kick it in and when I do – uh, have to can can be back to gym again, and I can do that at peace. When they used to, I used to resent it. I used to not like. Why can't I just be gym? <laughs> well, gym by itself all the time doesn't work, <laughs> and I, I don't think I'm unique that way. No, anybody by themselves all the time doesn't work. You've got to learn to adapt your style, and the, the assessment and understanding the implications of your style will help you learn where do you need to adapt. And whether it be leadership in my case or in any other case. Um, you you start to learn when is it that I got to turn it off and when can I turn it on, and that, in a nutshell, the end of the day that's where it really mm. shines is to be able to do that. So understanding the implications helps you start to move through, and that's really the development plan. And when you look at your building blocks piece, it starts with self awareness, and so some kind of assessment, some kind of tool that you can use to dig into that self awareness uh, and understand the implications of your style accelerates that process. So it's a it's a huge deal, yeah. but yeah, the time it does take some time, for sure. Yeah, that that was what I was wondering is how you don't just let yourself off the hook when you say, okay, I'm weak. So going right. to um, actual behavior change and strengthening, maybe even to make it specific, how did you 
develop the skills to step up and be a leader? And how did you figure that out when it's not something that naturally comes? Or how in broadly, how can people develop those weaknesses? Well, that's a great question. A lot of prayer. <laughs> prayer and support. Um, and bourbon. Yeah, bourbon help too. Uh, definitely bourbon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, really, that they're they're. Uh, it's it's picking one thing at a time. Like what situation? I used to keep the report on my bedside for months. Mm. Just I would look back at the end of a day or the end of a week and go, you know, what didn't go so well? Where where was I in my own way again? And, you know, I started seeing patterns. You know, it was always this piece again. It was, And what it really boiled down to was the leadership piece. For me, it was very clear. Um, just understanding the implications of my style, it became very clear. But then I used to, I would translate that to situations during the day or the week and go, okay, what trigger did I miss there? What, would I, what should I have done? How should I have stepped up? Uh, the other piece is you just got to make a choice, too. Yes. How do you want this to go? I mean, when my wife and I went through it, I had to choose to stay married because, I mean, literally for 20 years she'd been pushing me to be in charge, and I was kind of starting to resent it, number one. Number two, I start to believe her. Hmm. Like, there's something wrong with me that I'm not, right? So self-esteem started to go down. And so when we had the conversation, we had to really go through that whole piece of, okay, well, this must be important to you because you're pushing me to get here, right? And the same thing can happen in a job. This must be important because they're pushing me to be this person in this situation. So important requirements of the job need to be done so you have to sit back and go okay i have to make a choice is it so much that it's going to make me somebody that i don't want to be or is it enough and will it jive with where i want to go and who i want to be to make the choice to adapt my style for this situation is there enough of the work that that i can do in kind of a relaxed or peaceful way that fits me that i can do that there's always requirements that you got to adapt. So it's really fully digging in and understanding where do you have to adapt. And so when my wife and I had that conversation, we had to come up with the one, maybe two situations where she needed me to be in charge because I can't do much more than that. <laughs> Literally can't do much more. And she's like, you would do that for me? And I'm like, well, it's still important to you, isn't it? She, yeah. I'm like, well, then if I don't, you're going to resent me just as much as I resented you for pushing me there. So let's figure it out, right? And so it's coming to terms with what are the requirements of the job and what are the requirements or how much can you adapt into that based on your style and the implications. And to that point, it's the choice. It's the so choice. So you can get all of that information, mm -hmm. and if you're not willing to make that choice, right. it's not going to make any difference. <clears throat> and I think that's I had part to choose to stay married. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and to Jim's point, what is most important, right? right. So. What's most important to me must align at least in, in part with what the ro role requires exactly. and the company culture is. Because if you're not going to be in sync with that, you're going to be constantly frustrated. You're not going to feel like you're adding value. And the organization's probably going to see the same thing. And if it's not a healthy organization, you're both going to be going, this sucks. Mm -hmm. We don't like either one of them, but we're actually not going to talk about it because that's just uncomfortable. And, and so, again, this allows you to have those types of conversations, whether it's in your personal life, as Jim just described, or professionally. Same. And, mm -hmm. I, and I've always said this. You don't, bring, you don't leave that at the door. Who you are, what motivates you, what drives you, the personal experiences that you have, you bring to work every day. So if you get up out of bed and you've had a miserable night, 
you, you have to make a choice. Am I going into the office and bringing that baggage with me and letting it affect my work? Or am I bringing it to work because I'm not leaving it at the, at the door and I'm going to choose not to be grumpy. I'm going to choose not to be rude and obnoxious and short with people. It goes back to choice. And this mm-hmm. does allow for us to be able to have those conversations because I right now I can learn to be able to have very direct conversations. And Jim knows this. I might one of mine is off the charts objective, which means I I'm looking for the, the ultimate truth. And it's not about the person. It doesn't mean I don't care about people. But when I'm looking at a situation, it's going to be about, I just want to get to the objective truth. Whatever that is, whether I'm right or wrong, doesn't really matter to me. It's what does that look like? Well, if somebody else has this off the charts, it's all about the experience. We're going to be like, what? (laughs) Well, you're you're just rude. And I'm going to be like, well, you just, what is it? Who cares what it looks like Mm -hmm. and what it feels like, right? I mean, and that is an important piece of this, right? Because it becomes the feelings, right? Some people can walk in a room and sense it and go, ooh. Right. I will walk into a room and I've learned to be able to, to to Jim's point, I've been able to adapt, right? And so I can read a room fairly well now, but if I'm highly stressed, I will blow past those feelings every time. Go right to the objective truth. And then I and then for all those people who are in the agenda anxious or worried, I've just exasperated that because I'm coming in and it's not personal. We gotta solve something. Let's move. Let's go. Why are we do and and they'll be like, why is he so aggressive and so intense. Jim uses this all the time with me because I'm off the charts on this. It's going to show up as intense. And, and I am by nature that way. And yep. so between, between all of those pieces, if I, to Jim's way, if, if he just shows up as Jim, he's like, why, why is that a problem? In every situation, you can't do that. No. It's the same thing with me. If I'm a bull in a China shop every single day and I drive as hard as I, as I do at times, that's going to be a problem. And so I can't show up as John every day nope. because if I do at my natural state, number one, I'd probably stay home and work from home because I'm not necessarily the person that wants <laughs> to always be engaging with people. Um, and even when I do, I have to have decompression time. Like I have to build that into who I am because if I don't, they will wear, it will wear me out. Right. You'll burn. Because, and because that's one of those triggers. Like I can, I love relationship. Like I love building relationship but I'm also one that doesn't have a ton of acquaintances. I have a very deep amount of, of a, a small pool of relationships that are really deep. I don't have a bunch. I'm not that person that has, oh, yeah, I know this person, network, all that. I don't have that. And I don't want that. That doesn't, I don't do superficial well. And, and so, but that means that I'm all in. If, if, you, if you join this circle for who I am, I'm all in. I'm going to do everything I can to help you be successful and that can wear on you because it's like, mm-hmm. whoa. whoa. And, and for me, that personality then goes, okay, I, I better go sit in a cave somewhere for, for like <laughs> a, a day just to decompress. So, Oh, totally. There's a, there's a style implication piece that you have to be able to manage yourself. And the beauty is a TTI will validate what you already know about yourself. Yes. When I get done with a three-hour debrief, I always say on the front end, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. And we're going to talk stories about how this plays out for you. There's natural places in there where I just ask, like he said, how does that land? Where does that play out? Give me a story. Give me an example. And I've got tons of stories of other people that I can, you know, share to help them understand where they might fit. 
But at the end of the day, and at the end of the debrief, I'll ask them, did you learn anything different about who you are? Is there anything new here? And they go, you know, you know, Jim, you didn't tell me anything I didn't already know, but I feel like I learned a lot. And it's such a weird dynamic mm. because you do. You come away feeling like you learned a ton about yourself, but it really isn't anything you didn't already know. It, it's it's just it's, a, it's an awareness, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that self-awareness mm-hmm. for everybody is really important. But th- what the TTI really does is bring it to the forefront. So just like when you're developing a leadership development plan or an individual development plan for somebody for growth, most of what that does is just make you aware of the things that, that you're working on. And when you can yeah. bring that awareness to whatever you're doing, it highlights it so that you go, oh, well, then I can work on it. Because it's not this big thing, scary thing around the corner that I haven't seen. It really does become the, well, that's all right. I can manage that. Mm-hmm. And Nine so to, to Jim's point, right. he can pick those one or two things that when he needs to, he needs to step into that role as a leader. He can do that. But if you asked him to, like like you said, he wouldn't be able to work for me because I'd be like, Jim, where is that? Jim, where are we doing? Can we move faster? And, and he'd be yeah. like, uh, I, I need you to be away. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I need you to work faster. And, and, and we would just go back and forth. With, oh, we would have to manage our time together. Oh, my goodness. And I would be so frustrated. Oh, yeah. And he would be frustrated with me. And so I could make the veins pop out on John that, Johnson. Yeah, now he's learned me well enough today. He just does it for fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, that, but that is true. Like, you have oh, yeah. to be able to understand that both mm-hmm. about yourself and, and then other people. But it becomes about that awareness. And that, to me, that was the one valuable thing that I knew. Again, I, th- as Jim pointed out, I know all these things about me. It's not as if I'm not aware that I can come across the way I do sometimes. And, but it doesn't also allow me to be off the hook for it. And nope. in many ways, we do that. Well, yeah. that's just him. That's just me. Oh, yeah. That's just how I'm going to show. I don't know why, why that's a problem. That's just who I am. Or we do it with other people. Well, well right. that's just how they are. Right. And, and I don't understand it, but that's how they are. Yeah. And, and we excuse it right. as opposed to saying, no, listen. I Manage it. I got to manage that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's about self-management. It's not about me managing the right. way Jim shows up. I, I, I'm never going to be able to do that. I have to just be able to understand how that is. And then we have to have that clear conversation Mm -hmm. around, okay, well, this is when I need it to be important. If it's not important to me, then I don't need to push on him to get it done faster because it's just going to irritate him. He's going to need it on his time frame. But if it is important and it is, and he's learned that with me too, like, okay, if there are certain things that that I send him, he's like, I I better get that done. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that is an important part of it. Um, And if you don't have that, both awareness for for others and your self awareness, it, it it will derail you every time. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's huge. And I mean, we're I think we could talk about this for oh. a long time. <laughs> how many? Um, how much time you got? I got stories. Yeah. I yeah. got stories. I guess just as we wrap up here, any final thoughts um, to close it out? Um, messages? Any? Yeah. Well, I'm, I I get a little passionate about this stuff. I'm I'm a poster child because without the TTI and coaching and just being able to to be able to see it on paper. I mean, I took a disc assessment in 1996 and it was the same as it is now, and it didn't make any difference. But once somebody sat me down for three hours and unpacked who I am and understood, uh, helped me tell stories about how it plays out and and really understand the implications, that's when it is. That's when it hit, and I was like, oh my gosh, this answers so many questions. This this helps me actually take steps instead of just saying, yep, well, yeah, that's me. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's cool. Yay, rah, rah. Get the team together. Learn how to communicate better. And, and of course, there, even if you do that, it's still good. 
I, I get teams all the time say, "Well, we did this six, eight years ago, and it was it was pretty good." I get you know we used a, we got the little posters on our wall, and we got the little the blocks on our desk, and all of that, and and I got it posted on my door so that people walk in, they know who they're getting, and all of that. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that that works," but really, are you looking at it on yourself? It's one thing to understand who you got in front of you and, and to make some arrangements and, and adapt your style for them as best you can, especially in the moment. Um, but are you really understanding yourself so you can adapt when you need to just by reading it because you know yourself so well? And so that's the biggest thing. Use it on you. Work on yourself harder than anything else. Well, and I would just say for all of those organizations out there who genuinely want to get it right when it comes to how their culture is amplified mm -hmm. in a positive way who really want to see the best in performance for their teams even if you're not the hey we're people even though we we may say we're people first but you really don't have that atmosphere necessarily this still works mm -hmm. and 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 it is important i would just encourage anybody out there who is looking to is leading a team is leading an organization is in hr to really examine this because it does work if you work it, but it is also the only assessment that I've ever seen and Jim's expertise coupled with it that brings the total life cycle of the employee to the forefront. And so it really is something that I, I am as passionate about this probably as Jim is now because it, it linked with what I believed drove and drives high performance and relationship and builds your culture. So I, I just think that this, I think you're doing a disservice to your organization if you're not using something like this, even if it's not this. Um, but don't do it on just one part of your, your employee life cycle. Do it for everything. And yes, it costs money and yes, it costs time. I guarantee you're spending more money right now on things that don't add value that this will. No, that's a good point. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. To learn more, visit fcpservices.com. Until next time, remember, people drive growth.